Hi everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Tech Leadership Podcast, the podcast where through conversations, we unravel the intricacies of leadership in the tech industry and provide insights on how to become a top performing leader. Today, we're having a discussion with Marissa Honig from ThoughtWorks about their technology radar, an opinionated guide to technology frontiers. If you'd like to come on this podcast and have a conversation with me about a subject you're passionate about, please email me at contact at leadershipdecoded.com. And with that, let's get straight into the conversation. Okay, Marissa, thank you for joining me. And again, thank you, because we just started recording this 10 minutes ago and realized it wasn't recording. Let's start off right at the beginning again. Could you give us an overview of your career, how you got to where you are at ThoughtWorks, how you got to be part of the tech radar? And we'll see how that goes. And let's hope it records this time. (laughs) Yes, I see the recording and all good. You know, this is what happens on podcasts. We just we just go with the flow. So Yes. Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Marissa Honig. I am currently the technical assistant to the CTO at ThoughtWorks, which is a global software consultancy. So we work with tons of different companies around the world. And one thing that we produce, it's our number one asset, and it's read by over 100,000. Oh, my gosh. Over 100,000 people. It's called the Such a large number. I know. It's called the technology radar and I I'm lucky enough in my role to be the product owner for the tech radar and get to, you know, see the whole process, manage that whole process and I'm excited to tell you about that today. A little more on my background. I started as a software developer after, you know, going to school for computer science. So I've been at ThoughtWorks for 4 years now. And uh, I also host my own podcast in my free time, although we won't get into that because I haven't posted anything recently, so don't look it up. <laughs> and I'm based out of Denver, Colorado, so I think that's nice to maybe know where where I live. Um, but yeah, that's who I am. Thank you. And I think we should then definitely address the first question, which is the most important question, which is, what is the technology radar? What is it? The most important. What question. is it? What so... is this? What is this? <laughs> what is this asset? <laughs> I think it's worth to say that I came across the technology radar through the ThoughtWorks podcast. Um, I can't remember wh- how long ago that episode was. I think maybe last month. I can't remember. Um, and I immediately went away from the podcast, looked it up, downloaded it, and I was just in awe on how much information is in this one PDF. So I immediately had to get someone, <laughs> and I'm so happy that you replied on LinkedIn, to come on and explain it. So what is the technology radar for the listeners? Yes, I mean, I'm so glad you found that through the podcast <laughs> because I was one of the people who was like, yes, we should really do a podcast episode about what it means to build the radar. So if people are listening and you want to learn more about how we actually build it, definitely go check that out on the ThoughtWorks Technology Podcast. But Yeah, it's a journey. Uh, So the tech radar is about a seven week process. And as the product owner, I kind of get to manage that whole thing. So what happens is we have over 11,500 employees at ThoughtWorks around the globe. And we do this like call for blips, which blips are individual technologies that people are proposing for the radar. So Basically, everyone submits these technologies that they're using on their projects, and we have these debates about what should make it on. And I'm going to kind of skip the process right now to get to the overall asset. But the overall thing is, you know, it looks like 
you know, like a radar, like it's meant to be almost a pun of like a ship. Like if you're, um, what's it like a, like a sailor or something, not a sailor, but, um, yeah, like a sonar radar, a sonar radar. Thank you. If you have a sonar radar, you see like little blips on the screen and that's what the technologies are. And they, they land in four different rings. So there's adopt, trial, assess, and hold. And these are our, these are our opinions on the different technologies and what you should do on your projects, whether you should, you know, adopt that technology or that technique, or maybe you should really proceed with caution and hold on that one. And so it's, a, it's an opinionated guide to what you should do on your technology projects. And so we usually publish about 100 blips on a radar, and we publish the overall asset twice a year. Uh, So you can look forward to it in the spring and in the fall every year. And I know you mentioned that you read the PDF. It's also an interactive radar online. So you can like click through and see different things and you can also search for stuff. Uh, But we publish both the PDF and the interactive guide. And the PDF itself, I know you said it's a lot of info. It is 47 pages, at least the English version. And uh, as the product owner, I, I was thinking about this. I get to read through every blip about five times or so. Mm-hmm. So by the time we publish the radar, I like to say that I have memorized about 70% of the blips, at least the names. I don't know about the write-ups, but you could probably like quiz me on some of the blips. I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely, that's in this, tr- uh, this ring or wherever. Um, and so it's a huge asset and it's really this global collaboration of all our consultants to make it and to make it useful for folks like you. No, that, that's awesome. Yeah, um, I, I won't quiz you. <laughs> just, <laughs> Thank just you. <laughs> put you on the spot. Um, <laughs> do you know at what point you decided that this would be something that would be greater for outside people to see? Because I know there's a lot of companies out there that are very... I don't know the right word, like cagey about what they're using or how they're using technology. So I'm very surprised that you guys go into this much detail and let this much detail out there. So (laughs) do you know when that decision kind of happened or? Yeah. So the tech radar has been around since 2010. And so that's about 13 years. I have not been around since then, but From what I understand, what originally happened is the board that creates the radar, the technology advisory board, they were meant as an advisory group to our CTO, Rebecca Parsons, who I get to work closely with in my role. And they would meet regularly to like advise on different topics, talk about what's going on around the world. And interesting technologies would pop up. And so they'd be like, oh yeah, are you using... I don't know, React, are you using data mesh, whatever. Obviously not those exact things because 2010, I don't even know if what was around back then. Um, (laughs) But they started talking about these things and they realized, hey, like maybe we should, you know, make make some sort of thing to visualize this. Mm -hmm. And I don't know whose idea the radar itself was, but the radar became the thing where they put the interesting technologies. And it was originally meant as you thought um, as as an internal knowledge sharing tool. So originally mm-hmm. we were like, oh yeah, like we'll just use this within ThoughtWorks. People can contribute to it. We can kind of share across the globe. So, you know, people can learn from other projects. And as far as I'm aware, during the first radar, we made it external. 
we we never okay. had it as Straight only way. internal. Yeah. So we saw so much value in the radar that we said, hey, actually, I think someone in marketing was like, hey, this is really good. We should we should publish this. And so we did. We published it. And I actually recently looked back at the first radar. Um, you can, okay. if you go to our website, you can go to the archive and you can see the first radar. You know, it only had 25 blips. It had the same overall structure, but the design is really old. And, you know, it has things on there like, iPhone and Android and <laughs> oh, wow. um, okay. something like Java end of life. Like we thought Java was done in 2010. So there's like all these different Some people things. people would still argue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you can go back and see, you know, all these snapshots in time to really track, you know, what happened with the tech industry since 2010. And so it's really cool to just look at it from that perspective. Um, if you're ever like, oh, I wonder, you know, 2014, what was going on in tech? You can look at the radar and be like, oh, like that's what people were using on projects. That's how we felt um, people should, you know, choose their tech stack, stuff like that. Uh have you just thinking about that for a moment have you ever took a moment to look back to see if something you were thinking about panned out correctly or not based on <laughs> the observations <laughs> yeah the the tech advisory board definitely has i think when we had our what's it called let's see we're on 28 i think when we had our 25th radar or like 10 year anniversary it was one of those they did a whole like series of, you know, these were our biggest misses and these were the best uh, predictions that we made and like all of that stuff. So someone did take a look and gather that information, which I think they found really insightful to see. Okay, so talking about the radar in general, obviously there are quite a few reports that happen every year about the state of technology, you know, that what technology developers are using you know i think github does one i know that stack overflow does one what do you think makes fortwork stand out because obviously over a hundred thousand people is a big big achievement <laughs> especially for essentially a list of <laughs> objects i don't want to say it so horribly but it's a list of technology that you guys have thought personally is great for you guys for you so why do you think everyone else is so in debt what's the right word in love with it because i'm in love with it and i've seen so many people on twitter talking about it who love it so what do you what, where do you think that comes from yeah i mean first of all it's just so wonderful when i see people excited about the tech radar like that's one of my favorite parts of making it when i you know go on twitter or go on linkedin afterwards and i'll like i'll scour the web a bit to see what people are saying and it's always wonderful to see people saying good things about it um what distinguishes it that's a really good question i think part of it is because we've been doing it for so long. I'm not super familiar with a lot of the other reports, but you know, we're in our 28th volume right now. So 28 times we've gotten together and created such an incredible asset that, you know, tells our story at least of what's going on in the industry. And then the other thing is, you know, I mentioned how ThoughtWorks is a global consultancy. So we have people in 18 different countries. We have over 11,000 employees. And 
this radar is based on everyone's experiences. So we're working with, you know, hundreds of clients in various industries, whether it's, you know, automotive or retail or entertainment or the government. Like we have so many different projects that when we come together to create the radar, we're getting technologies from, you know, all these different industries, all these different companies and creating an opinion on them and talking about our experiences using those technologies. And so we're like, it's an opinionated guide because we truly talk about how we have experienced it. And there's very little opportunity for people outside of ThoughtWorks to really influence the radar. If we put your tool, you know, in assess or hold or adopt, that comes because we truly think that's where it belongs. And we can't really be swayed to you know, change that or, you know, you can't pay to put something on the radar. Like we don't allow that. And so it's truly based on practitioners' experiences and we're kind of, you know, not afraid to say what we think. And, you know, the goal is to really help people on their projects and to revolutionize the IT industry. That's what we truly believe the radar is meant for, to, you know, impact all these projects, all this software being produced. And so if we say, you know, you should, I don't know, adopt Java. Funny because we talked about Java end of life before, but you should adopt Java, let's say. Um, Then, you know, maybe there's people who read the radar and go, oh, you know, like ThoughtWorks recommended Java. Like, let's do that on our projects. And we would love that, you know, we'd love to make an influence in that way. And I, I want to think that people respect that and respect that we truly say what we're thinking and comes from our experiences using these technologies. I think having that back catalog of just proven kind of experience is perfect for this kind of radar in general. Um, because I've, I've worked in many companies that over the years have try to make their own internal kind of like approaches at seeing what's out there and how it's working and stuff like that. But obviously I think one aspect that means it's never worked for companies I've done in the past is because it's been too small and narrow in the amount of people that have input into it and the experience in those areas. Whereas having a look at your radar, you can clearly see the amount of effort that has gone into that and the, as you said, there's like four different phases that these blips have to go through in order to be, you know, deemed recommendable or I forget the phrase that you use there. But so how does a technology progress through the radar and through the system? Do you mean like when we're producing a single radar volume, like how does it go from being proposed to then being published? Yeah. Yeah. I think like, how does a blip become a blip <laughs> i guess it's the yeah yeah the storyline the the birth of a blip um i said i read them about four times but they actually go through about eight different reviews so okay so the first step and we'll, i'll try to keep this as short as possible but the first step is you know i put out a call for blip nominations basically and so everyone in thoughtworks gets that email and it says hey submit your blip like tell us your experience about using a technology what ring do you think it should go to go in which quadrant should it be in because we do have some categories like tools techniques languages and frameworks and platforms and they submit that to their basically regional uh what's it called like uh, da, 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 da. sorry, uh, regional, 
like regional liaison between you know, the entire region that they live in. So, you know, like North America or different countries in Europe or, you know, China, India, et cetera, and the technology advisory board that creates the radar. So each of those people on the board collect all these blips and they actually do an initial, you know, going through the blips and deciding which ones they should bring to the meeting. Because after, you know, a few radars of experience, a lot of the people on the board can understand looking at a proposal, whether it's going to make it or not. Or they'll remember previous conversations we had where we were like, no, like this should never be on the radar, for example. And they just won't bring that to the meeting. So it goes through this whole process. We usually get around 300 nominations for technologies. Uh, it really depends on you know how many people submit things. And then the people from the board bring it to a face-to-face meeting, which I say face-to-face, but that's very loose now with COVID um, because during the COVID time, we did remote meetings and then we did one face-to-face recently, another remote one. So it, it really depends. But we get together for a whole week of discussions. And so it's usually about, well, it's usually five days, but sometimes the last day we'll do a few less hours, but the other four days will be about eight hours of discussing technology, which I think for a lot of technologists, that sounds like the best thing ever to just get to sit down and debate different technologies and how you should use them. And it is such it i'm like humbled to be in that room even though you know i'm taking notes that's my main job during that session but every now and then i'm like hey i've used that technology like i'm going to participate so i'll i'll discuss uh for that technology and we go through and our cto rebecca parsons she will facilitate the whole thing which is just it's it's a magical experience like i don't think i'll ever experience someone facilitating so well and We go through and everyone discusses different technologies and then ultimately we vote on whether it's going to make it on the radar or not. And, you know, there's a lot of other things that go on with, you know, intricacies of bringing some blips back or, you know, getting rid of some other ones. But by the end of that week, we end up with around 100 blips. And then what I like to say is after that, it's the real fun begins because that's when I become really busy for six weeks. And I manage that writing process. So once we have those final hundred or so blips, they go into a Trello board. And basically anyone in that tech advisory board, they can go in and they pull in a blip and they'll write it and they'll do the initial write-up. So that's coming from the blip proposal and then from their experience, from the notes, from the meeting, all of that good stuff. And then, you know, I review it and then We also send it out to ThoughtWorks again to review and provide feedback. So it's like not only are we allowing our, you know, 11,000 plus employees to propose blips, but they also review them and comment on them and make suggestions. Every now and then we'll even get someone who's like, I completely disagree. This should not be on the radar. Here's why. Um, and sometimes we'll get rid of it at that point. Like we'll we'll get rid of another blip or two. I think this time around we had about four that we got rid of during the process. And so it's like this constant feedback loop happening between the tech advisory board, me, and all of ThoughtWorks. And so it goes through that review and then the person reviews again and then it goes through copy editing and then like I review, they review, and then eventually we're like, okay, cool. It's ready to be published. 
And then we also translate the radar into Spanish, Portuguese, and Chinese. And so I also make sure that whole process gets managed and we get volunteers across the company to be a part of that and to translate it into their language. So yeah, it's this whole thing going on. And then at the end, you know, we have a designer who makes the PDF. And then I also work with our website team to get the website version published. And then we have like a big kickoff call and we say it's out there and everyone gets to read it. <laughs> I hope you also have a big party at the end because that sounds like so much work. <laughs> and a lot of work. And. Um, I think, yeah, for me, it's like, it's really great because obviously one of the hardest things I find generally is trying to keep up with technology, especially it's changing every year. And it's, and I think it's getting rapidly more worse (laughs) as years go on in terms of amount of frameworks that appear, the amount of, you know, other products that are chubbing up. Like AI, as you said, is a thing that's appearing, but then there's like 40 new products a week that are to do with AI. So having Mm. things like this in place is, I think, very important. And this is why I wanted to talk about in general for the podcast is because I think as a technology leadership, it's hard to keep track of this data. So having this tool available to you is, I think, vital. So I guess the question that that leads to is like, you've got this radar now and you you've gone through this very immense seven week period of getting it prepared and out to the people. So how do you thought works? And I guess by extension, everyone else, how do you think that the best way to use this information that you're, you're providing? Yeah, I think, you know, the challenge you mentioned with staying up to date on technology the radar is the perfect solution for that. I know I'm biased because I work on it, but it truly is the perfect solution for that. Just because, you know, we will literally, you know, wrap it up for you like a present twice a year and you can read it and see what's going on in the industry. Um, So like, that's one of the ways just keeping up to date with it, reading it. We do have you know, a newsletter that we'll send out when it's published and you can subscribe to that if you want to know when it's published. But I think, you know, I've had experience as a tech lead before and when the radar comes out, that's a really good way to uh, take an analysis of what your tech stack looks like. So, you know, you're on a project, maybe you're using 10 different technologies. If you read the radar and you're like, oh, actually, like they said, you should put this thing on hold or they really recommend this alternative. Maybe we should consider that, you know, if we're having issues with that technology on our project. So it's a good way to just like learn about that. And the other thing is with techniques, honestly, techniques is my favorite quadrant because I feel like it's something that almost anyone can learn something from like, you know, tools, platforms, languages, and frameworks. Often those are very specific to, you know, a data project or a front end project, et cetera. They're great, but I love techniques because I think there are so many things to learn just from that quadrant about how you are building software and how, you know, you're talking to stakeholders or, um, I don't know, you're managing your people on your team. And so like, if you take nothing else away from the radar, it'd say, look at the techniques quadrant. The other thing is looking at blips in adopt and hold. Those are usually, you know, our strongest opinions about something, whether we're like, hey, like 
you probably shouldn't use this, or actually you really should use this. You should really consider this if you have the use case for it. And the other thing, like if you're doing a quick skim, is to look at the themes on the radar. So uh, I believe that's in the beginning part of the PDF, and then it's further down the page on the main homepage. And these are uh, from the conversation, that week-long conversation, if things keep popping up. Like, for example, one of our themes this time is called accessible accessibility because we had so many blips submitted about accessibility. So everyone in our board was like, huh, there must be, you know, something new going on in accessibility land. Like there's all these new tools happening. It's really, you know, it's more accessible or it's easier to implement accessibility these days. And so we put out a theme based on getting, you know, five to 10 blips of a similar topic. And so that's what you'll see across all the themes. And so that's often a really good thing to pay attention to just to influence like, you know, how, how you're building that software or running your project. Um, and then I also think, you know, using the radar to determine your tech stack. When I was a tech lead, I did a greenfield project. And when we were considering our tech stack, we'd go, oh, you know, what did the radar say about it? Like, did we have good experience with this? Did we not? And that was really helpful when you're starting from scratch, especially because, you might not know, you know, what technology should be, we be using, but the tech radar kind of lays it out really well for you. Yeah. So like, as I think, as you said there, like you, there was some key trends that pop up, um, different mm -hmm. times, um, and different areas. So is there like a key trend that you could, I obviously I've read 28, <laughs> but is there a key trend that you could, you could see in that, in this, in this one, after reading all 300 proposals? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, that's a good question. I think the main thing I noticed, and this might just be because, you know, there's a lot of hype around it recently is around, you know, generative AI. We did get a lot of proposals around generative AI, you know, whether it's just ChatGPT or GitHub Copilot, but there's all these other open source tools that we often get proposed for the radar. And most of these, you know, no one has production experience or they're working on it on a project or a side project or whatever, mm -hmm. but we see these things pop up because of all the hype around it. And, you know, we try not to give into the hype at ThoughtWorks, but we <laughs> do, you know, want to speak on it if we have things to share. So there was actually a really good article that came out of the, um, the like face-to-face -face discussion for the radar about, LLM prompting, so large language models, how do you, you know, prompt them to create good code and like what's that process you should go about? Um, this was published on martinfowler.com. Martin Fowler is our chief scientist and he's on the tech radar. He was also part of the Agile Manifesto, which like, by the way, um, I don't know, Martin might listen to this, but it's so bizarre to, you know, learn about the Agile Manifesto in college, you know, only like five years ago, <laughs> and then to sit at dinner with Martin Fowler on my right and <laughs> like to realize that in the moment. But anyway, uh, there's a really good article. Uh, maybe you can link it in the show notes. I can send you the link, but yeah, it's really helpful. Cool. It's really helpful for just understanding how to do that when we're so early in this generative AI 
age of technology. So it's like things like that um, have come out of the radar based on a lot of people submitting blips on that. Yeah, no, that that's super interesting. And yeah, I think I'd be in awe too if I was sitting at that dinner table after learning it too. <laughs> um, now, obviously, I, I listened to the podcast that you guys um, released, which goes into a lot more in depth on the process and all that kind of stuff. So I definitely recommend everyone to go and read it. And I know that on the website, it's it's very intuitive with all the information that's available. And as you said, it's very interactive. But also the thing that I liked on it is that you give the framework of how to build your own radar. Would you want to talk about that for a moment? Yeah, absolutely. So the build your own radar tool is actually an open source tool that we have. And so you can find it on GitHub. And we also have a hosted site where you can basically upload your own CSV file or Google Sheets file, whatever, and you can generate your own radar. And so it's built in the same way that our radar is built, you know, with the same quadrants, the same rings. And I think this tool is really impactful because if you're on a project and you're like, hey, like, I really enjoy the radar, but um, you know, how do I really relate it to my own project? And so I actually highly recommend, you know, tech leads or anyone really leading some sort of team, maybe engineering managers, consider using this tool because it's helpful just to get an idea of how does the team feel about the different technologies that you're using? What are the techniques that we're doing that maybe we don't realize we're doing, but like writing it down will make us go, oh, okay, like that's how we're approaching this software. That's how we do CICD or whatever it is. And I think that's a really helpful source of truth, almost like an ADR, you know, an architecture decision record to be like, this is what people who are onboarding can look at. And this is what we can revisit from time to time, from time to time to really be, um, intentional about what technology we use and whether we change it and how, you know, how our tech debt is looking, all things like that. And so if you use our tool, you can kind of integrate it into your own system, whether you're using like, you know, backstage as um, a portal or confluence or something. And you can just use that on your team to keep everyone informed. So I highly recommend checking it out. It's at radar.thoughtworks.com and you can just use it for your own project yeah no i will definitely 100 percent be getting this set up at my company even just internally through like front end first of all and then try and expand it out because i think it's as you say a great way for us to all just get on the same path of understanding but before um i say goodbye um because i feel like I, I will go on for hours um, is I'm going to be asking everyone um, the same question at the end of the podcast, which is if you could recommend one book to anyone and the book doesn't have to be tech basic, you know, it's like a desert Island kind of book, which one book would you recommend? Oh man. I, <laughs> oh, it's a good question. I'm pulling up my like Goodreads right now to be like, okay, what do I, um, what are some of my favorite books? Um, okay. I mean, so I'm going to, I'm going to mention two, but one I'm only just going to mention briefly. Of course, Atomic Habits is one of the, like, probably one of my favorite books ever. And I highly recommend that, but I feel like that's a very typical response. So I'm going to give you a different book. <laughs> okay. Um, 
I highly recommend uh, Educated by Tara Westover. It's um, a autobiography and goes through her life with um, kind of an unconventional childhood, like a very sheltered childhood, and basically learning Mm -hmm. um, as she got educated through schooling, uh, learning kind of like what the world is like and learning about her past and her family and stuff. It's a really good book. I think I want to read it again, but that that would be a book I think everyone should read. Definitely. Okay. I would definitely add that one to my list because I'm basically adding every book that um, people recommend onto my Amazon list to to read through. Um, and I recommend everyone else do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Expand your horizons, <laughs> as they say. I always end up finding that I'll read a book that I'd never thought of reading before or a genre that I've never delved into. So before I say goodbye and... Obviously, it's been amazing having you here, and I know I kind of abruptly end ending it, and it, it feels horrible to stop because I'm just so enjoying this conversation around the tech radar, and I'm definitely going to have to carry this conversation on via email or something. <laughs> but um, <laughs> if anyone else out there is interested in the radar and or you know wants to look at the radar, where? Where can they find you and the radar online? Yeah, I mean, this has been wonderful. And if you ever want to do a part two, I'm very happy to come back on the podcast or, you know, we can chat via email and everything. But yeah, if people want to reach out to me, you can find me, you know, on LinkedIn, on Twitter. Um, I think I have, I don't know, GitHub. You can't really message on GitHub, but you can find me all of my social media is at Marissa Honig. That's M-A-R-I-S-A-H-O-E-N-I-G. And if you're interested in more about the radar, I recommend going to thoughtworks.com slash radar. That's where you'll find, you know, the PDF and the interactive website that we talked about. And we also have, you know, ThoughtWorks socials at ThoughtWorks. Um, and yeah, you can also, you know, follow the company on LinkedIn or anywhere else. You can probably just Google us and you'll find us. But yeah, definitely follow up if you have any questions about the radar or, you know, want to talk to me, I'm very happy to chat with people. Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely get you for a part two at some point, I imagine. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And please do remember to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite player and stay tuned for upcoming episodes. If you'd like to come on and have a conversation with me about a subject you are passionate about, please send an email to me at contact at techleadershipdecoded.com and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.